Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about Top Gun. Highway to the danger zone. Yeah, Top Gun. Good stuff. The new movie is out. And so we thought in honor of the new movie that we'd revisit the classic 1986 Top Gun starring Tom Cruise as Maverick, Kelly McGillis as Charlie, Val Kilmer as Iceman, Anthony Edwards as Goose, directed by Tony Scott. Number one making money-making film of 1986. And so I want to know, Jamie, did watching Top Gun, is this why you joined the Navy versus any other branch of service? It had something to do with it. I won't lie. I think Top Gun in combination with that share video when she's like scandally clad with all those sailors on that battleship singing about if I could turn back time. And I was like, oh, okay. I think <laughs> it's like, a mixture like, of those that's gonna two happen. things. Cher's going to come to a concert on our ship and that'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, sailors have more fun for sure. There, I, I went to uh, technical school on an Air Force base because they trained all the branches and I don't know. They're, they're a little stuffy, a little civilian-y. We definitely are cooler. Sailors are cooler. I'm sure. Than I'm the sure. airmen. Definitely. We have, we have more fun for sure. If, if you're going to hang out with sailors or a bunch of airmen, like depends on what you want to do. If you want to have a good time, you're going to hang out with the sailors. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> there you go, kids. When kid, considering a branch of the service, sailors have more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact... The Pentagon kind of came out after this film and said, or the Navy specifically came out after this film and stated that the film's popularity resulted in like a massive, like 500% increase in the number of recruits wanting to enter the aviation program. They actually set up like recruiting booths outside theaters when this film came out. And they're like, hey, how awesome was that? And they're like, yeah, this is awesome. Well, why don't you just sign your name right down here, son? Yeah. Well, the Navy cooperated with the filmmakers. Very heavily, yeah. So, yeah, they, they let them use, like, footage, and then they even did aerial operations. I mean, the movie had to pay for it, but uh, but it had to go through Navy review. Like, hey, it, it was originally, like, the Cubans, but they're like, hey, you can't. we don't really want you to call out the bad guys and who they are specifically. Can you make that ambiguous? Charlie, Kelly McGillis's character was originally an enlisted gal. But they're like, no, nah, the Navy has a really strict, even more so than other branches, um, fraternization policy. Enlisted and officers don't get together. So they had to change that. So the Navy cooperated, but they also had a lot of input into like certain things. I think that helped the film, too, in regards to accuracy in a lot of areas. I know that there are inaccuracies because they say bogey, I think, incorrectly. And there, there's that kind of stuff. But um you know, the problem with a lot of films that involve like fighter jets and stuff like that is they do so much in front of green screens. And so by having the Navy actually involved in this film, like all those aerial shots are real, right? They they, yeah, they, yeah. they built a camera that attached to a, the front of an F-14 in order to get these kind of shots. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And they shot them doing aerial stuff. It's all aerial, real aerial stuff. Now, I admit I haven't seen the new movie yet. Because I, I don't know. I don't really go to theaters anymore because I just wait. It doesn't take long to, for it to come on streaming. And I'm like, ah, I don't have to deal with humans. That's So I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's pretty good. But I can imagine they use a lot of that CGI kind of stuff. 
um, as opposed to like real footage like they did back then? Well, I can answer that bit because I have seen the new movie. But I'm gonna, oh, you have? I have, but I'll save it till the end of this, though, and then we can go. Okay, I can, I can give you my summary of the new movie. Yeah. I, so, and the thing about this film too is, I, I think it stands the test of time. I rewatched it in preparation for this. You don't think so? I see. I, I listener, you can't see this, but Jamie is giving his like, <laughs> I don't think so. Face. No. Well, I'll let you. Well, you. You do your thing about why I, it's well. The one, test of time. I, the special effects because it's not green screened; it's all real. Um, it, you still have fun watching it. I mean, yes, you notice the flaws in the film now more than you did when you were younger, right? Uh, the plot line errors and errors with how the military works and the navy works and that kind of stuff. But you still <laughs> watch it and you're like, yeah, this is great with the the volleyball sequence and you're all pumped up and that's badass. And and uh, you've lost that love and feeling that the singing in the bar sequence that's been parodied and copied so many millions of times. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. So and and then the fighter sequences, which are all a lot of fun to watch. And you're just like, yeah, go get him. Go get him, Mav. Yeah. So Milo, everything you said was correct, so I don't disagree with anything that you just said. And in, in fact, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I didn't learn to somehow hate the movie. Um, I still love the movie, but does it stand the test of time? It's it's hard to say. So I watched this with my son because I forced him to watch these old movies with me. I'm like, hey, boomers shoved their nostalgia down my throat when I was young, my my whole youth, and I'm going to do the same to you. So you're going to sit down and watch Top Gun. And I don't know, it's just interesting now looking at it from now I'm like middle-aged father, not the kid who originally watched the movie. And and I'm watching it with a 21st century, pretty pragmatic and grounded young guy. Like I think a lot of kids are that way now. They're pretty pragmatic and grounded. I mean, my son's probably better than me in that respect, even today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but we watched it and we're like, I'm like, that's just a little different. And he was, he was even like, dad, I don't, I don't know if I get it as much as you were piping it up to be. And I think what it is, is one, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged dad Two, I had, I've served in the military. I served in the Navy as opposed to some guy before the Navy. So you kind of like, you kind of have a different perspective on things as a, like a middle-aged veteran, right? Firstly, Maverick it's all about Maverick and all about his feelings and all about his journey. And, and it's okay if he can be a total, you know, dickhead and walk into the woman's room and, you know, and all that. That's uh, that's unbecoming an officer of a gentle and a gentleman. Like he could actually get busted for that, right? And all the flybys and I'm such a rebel. He he would totally get busted. He, he'd go to he'd probably go to prison for most of the stuff he did. You don't think about it back. When the when you're a kid, you're like, oh man, he's a rebel. But now I'm like, that guy's kind of a dick. And Iceman is the real hero of this because Iceman's like you're dangerous. You you you. And it's all about you. You're a narcissist, and you do things that put other people in danger. You disobey orders all the time. You're, and I'm like, F and A, Iceman. He's totally that way. Um, and even like when Goose dies, it's not about like the Goose's wife. Goose's wife is is trying to like. Um, oh, it's a, oh, Maverick, he loved you and Maverick, Maverick, Maverick. And I'm, and he's just kind of like being quiet and crying. And it's like, no, Maverick, why don't you comfort Goose's wife and not have her comfort you, you selfish son of a bitch? Come on, man. Really? So it's all, 
you saw the new movie. Maybe he learned to get better because he's kind of a dick and he's self-absorbed. And the whole movie is about Maverick and his journey. And my son brought that up. He's like, Dad, he seems like a very narcissistic, self-absorbed guy. And the whole movie's about um, him and 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 he's a dick. And and why is that? I I, I think like he's not really deserving of all the t- the attention he's getting. And I'm like, dang, you know, I think you're kind of right, dude. So that's why I guess in some ways it doesn't stand the test of time for me because the whole Maverick character kind of pisses me off now. You know, and I met some dickhead officers when I was enlisted. Don't get me wrong. Like I barely made it out of the Navy like without without knocking some officers out. But you also have some very respectable, a lot of very respectable officers. And those ones, those dickheads usually don't go very far. Because it's not they, – they have to have a certain level of behavior that this guy just doesn't have. So it's its funny. I, as a movie, the aerial and all that and the, the shooting and the whole soundtrack and it's still fun and I love it. But I don't know. It just kind of pisses me off. Um, I think I think Iceman is the real – the real hero of this of this movie. Now. now you're just bitter, man. You're just bitter. Yet <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, nothing I said was wrong. Maverick, it's a total dick. Yeah, and the whole movie's about him. And and he he would fit in great in the 21st century, though. Maverick would be the selfie taking pilot, like just constant <laughs> selfies and just self absorbed and all about me. Here's my hamburger. Hey, I'm going into the ladies' room. What a what a rebel I am. Well, now he, he would fit would in. get in trouble for that kind of behavior. I mean, come on, don't do that now. <laughs> no, well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, he's 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 expressing the the extreme confidence that goes on with being that kind of a person, the ace pilot. I don't know if he's confident though. I think he's a really good pilot. He knows that, but I think he's he's actually maybe he's got little Pecker syndrome. He's got well. They talk about something like, going on with him because he's he, he thinks he can do whatever he wants, and then he thinks it's all about him all the time. I don't know. The character just kind of irks me these days, and it's sad because I really like this movie. I love this movie. I loved it when I was a kid. Um, and and you can tell that I got old, and and I'm like, man, life isn't as fun anymore because Top Gun pisses me off sometimes. You know. <laughs> Well, they, they, he talks. They call him call him out for some of his insecurities in it, though. With the whole deal with his father, he's trying to like overcompensate for the fact that his father, you know, died on a unapproved mission kind of thing. So, so there is that aspect of him trying to compensate. Yeah, I suppose, and and I'm being a total Grinch. I just, I, I suppose, they kind of glamorize his behavior, but I think he's really, he's really reaching out for help. <laughs> And I guess I'm, I'm I'm very 21st century in this way. I guess I'm like that. That poor man's reaching out for help. He just needs um, a hug. He needs a like he needs a counselor, and he needs someone to like talk to him about his feelings. <laughs> so like, he's he's acting out. He's lashing out. He's triggered. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know. In the what's it been? Thirty years? Forty years since the movie came out? Uh, thir- 30, 30 came out in eighty six. So, so that's thirty four. Uh, 36, 36 years, 38 years, something. Yeah. For those of us that can barely do math, (laughs) Uh, you'll be happy to know that his character has changed absolutely none since the movie. Uh, He has evolved 0% and is the exact same self-centered 
douchebag that he was then, disobeying orders, doing what he thinks is right for him, completely uh, endangering other people's lives, and being a total and complete jackass and destroying multi-million dollar planes that the military has funded. Yes, somehow, to your point, has never been kicked out of the military. He has made it to the rank of captain now, but that's pretty much it. But he's still a pilot. Uh, he does go back to Myanmar. Is it Myanmar? Myanmar? Myanmar. Myanmar. He goes back to Myanmar. No, Myanmar is like the country in Southeast Asia, right? Yeah, yeah. Myanmar. Is that right? <laughs> Formerly Burma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes back to Top Gun. And uh, basically, they he they do acknowledge that he, at the end of the first movie, that he taught he taught there. But he basically says, like, I, I was at Top Gun. I got kicked out. I they did, After two months of teaching there, they kicked me out kind of a thing. And it's like, yeah, dude. The only reason they do acknowledge that the only reason why he is still in the military is because Iceman, Val Kilmer's character, has been promoted to the head of the Navy kind of thing. So a super major important role. And that's who keeps allowing him to stay in the military. Otherwise, he would have been kicked out. He's kind of got this friend in a high place that continually. Oh, so it's nepotism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, well, that's a good lesson, <laughs> kids. Uh, nepotism is real. Make a friend in a high place. Even, yeah. <laughs> nepotism is real. You can get away with being an asshole. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's not that's not untrue though. <laughs> yeah, like we're not kidding. Like that's nepotism is real, and yeah, make friends in high places. You can get away with stuff. Yeah. It's, it's real. Important it's a real stuff. thing. Uh, Val or um, Goose's son is in it now. He's in the Navy. They call him Rooster. So there's a big kind of conflict between the two of them because Rooster blames Maverick for the death of his father and and all this other stuff and kind of holding him back in the military. And but it's a lot of like, here's the new crowd. Look at the younger happening hipper crowd. Uh, instead of playing <laughs> volleyball on the beach, they play football on the beach. Uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> instead of Kelly McGillis, you have Jennifer Connelly. Oh, hello. Yeah. And they did an interview with Jennifer McGillis and she talked about it too. She's like, they didn't even contact whoa, me. Whoa, 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 go back. Hmm. They did an interview with who? Kelly McGillis, who plays Charlie the Goat. Okay. <laughs> who you think you said Jennifer McGillis. And I'm like, <laughs> which one are we talking they about? They merged bro? her into one. So they didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they spliced their jeans and made a Jennifer McGillis. Like everything you like about Kelly and everything, <laughs> everything you like, you about like Jennifer, from both. All in one. one. Yeah, which is kind of weird science. It's kind of a little bit of what they do with Jennifer Connelly's character, really. Oh. Um, but what she is, so if you remember in the first movie, they, they have kind of a throwaway joke about Maverick hooking up with an admiral's daughter. Jennifer Connelly is that animal, admiral's gaunt daughter. So they oh. <laughs> okay. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the interview with Kelly McGillis, they asked her and she was, she basically, her response was like, they didn't even ask me to come back for this movie. I'm assuming it's because I'm too old and too fat, <laughs> it Probably, <laughs> which is. is probably the answer to the question. Unfortunately, sorry, Kelly. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so in regards to the aerial scenes though, that's all legit. That's real. It's not green screen stuff. Uh, like you were mentioned. They, oh, in the new movie, in the new it movie is? they do legitimately get FT-18s. They do legitimately have access to an aircraft car carrier. Um, I'm not sure because they do have six generation fighters 
in it. So they probably have something. F-25s or something? Well, they don't call them F-35s, though. They just say the enemy has sixth-generation fighters. It's the same thing. It's a generic enemy. So you're not – so they don't want to – Oh, like so it's – yeah, we don't anyone. want to piss anybody off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made it before we started – With Russia? Realizing Russia's the bad guy guys again because they could totally make the Russians the bad guys 80s style again. Although they do have like a weird thing because the, mm-hmm. the enemy – has the sixth generation fighters, but also happens to have some F-14s that they fly, which are relevant because it's Top Gun and these F-14s will come in later on. And anyone who knows anything, which is me because I'm a nerd like this, the only military (laughs) in the world that still flies the F-14 is Iran. So technically, you could argue that this unknown enemy is Iran that somehow has F-14s and sixth generation fighters. That's what it is. Yep. But yeah, the, the, the aerial scenes are great. Uh, we made the mistake of, well, uh, some friends of Heikas gave us IMAX tickets because they couldn't go. And so we saw it in the IMAX, which is way too close. And we were like in the fourth row. So the whole time <laughs> we're watching it, it's all we see is like the eyes. Every conversation is like an extreme <laughs> close up of the person's face. And you literally can see every pore on Tom Cruise's face and every you know hair on on his face. And like, yeah. So it, it was way, way too close to see that movie. And the people next to us in the theater brought a bottle of wine and bags of chips and so the whole time the oh. person next to me they were drinking wine and eating potato Crunching. chips oh and i yeah i'm like i want to just elbow this guy to the face <laughs> but like, see so that's why i just don't go to theaters yeah, you would have hated it I, i've been in a couple fights that ended <laughs> bad for the other people yeah. um and now i'm just like nah, yeah i better stay yeah, out of there i'm it. gonna I'm, I'm gonna get a like a third strike in the theater. <laughs> so yeah, if you and do see it in IMAX, go to jail in the back row. Um, so there you go. That's the movie. But it still holds on to a lot of that kind of stuff you like. The opening sequence is exactly the same. It's Danger Zone oh. showing a bunch of clips of jets being taking off from an aircraft That's carrier. A cool scene. Yeah, it starts with the anthem with the with the Top Gun like electric guitar anthem, and then it goes on to the Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins action. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, you get a lot of that stuff. So it's very similar to the first movie. It leaves you like, yeah, go, go America, go top cruise. I love the name. Yeah. Well, and that's very eighties thing. You know, during the, we had the Vietnam war and the, the military was like really frowned upon and people didn't like the military in the sixties and the seventies. And I think in the eighties, you know, the government probably had a lot to do with it is, Hey, we need to make more cool movies about like how cool the military is. And we'll totally cooperate with anybody who does that. So then you started to see, you know, the top guns and the iron Eagles. I I have a whole article comparing top gun with iron Eagle. We'll we'll include with the notes. Um, But then in the eighties, the military became cool again. And top gun was probably like the, top of the list of movies that made the military cool again in the 80s yeah and i know they have a department in the military that like is the representative to the movies and that kind of stuff but uh, I, I read an interview with him and he's like for the most part i'm pretty relaxed on what they do like we're you know we're not going to necessarily overly correct them if they get something wrong mostly we just kind of want to pay attention to how they portray us and that they don't mm-hmm. give away secrets like if they yeah. do something that actually 
you know, is a secret and <laughs> they want it to stay a secret. Yeah. Stuff next. Well, the hunt for red October, I think like there was some kind of technology that the U S Navy had that they finally said, yeah, we have it after they released hunt for red October. <laughs> Cause it's like, Oh yeah, well, I guess you kind of know that we have this kind of technology. So we, yeah, we do. <laughs> we were trying to keep it secret, but we might as well tell you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's top gun though. I, I look, I'm I'm pretty critical about it now, and it's just because I'm old and jaded, and my son is like a very pragmatic, grounded 21st century kid who's like, mm, that's not appropriate behavior. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So it's I like you know what? That's not appropriate. well. Yeah, I guess so, right? Because when I was his age, like, oh yeah, when I watched, or even now today, I'm like, wow, you're actually way more grounded and pragmatic than I am today. That's great because I'm kind of a wreck, but. You're you're on point, buddy. So he he kind of like he doesn't like Maverick. He he thinks he's very self centered, and um, I guess he influenced me because I'm like, yeah, Maverick's badass. Check this out. And he's like, no, nah, Dad, let me tell you all the things I have wrong with this guy. And he started listing it out. Right? I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> you're right. Your son ruins Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> My son ruined Top That's Gun. Awful. I'm like, well. But he's just badass and he's a rebel. He's like, no, dad, he's really self-centered. And I think he really like needs to talk to somebody and he's putting a lot of other people in danger. And I, I believe in the military, if you disobey orders like he does, you'll get in big trouble, but he doesn't get in trouble. So he doesn't face the consequences for his actions and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> You're like, damn it. It's just a I movie. The Let me just watch the movie. Yeah. He took a picture of that dude. <laughs> They were like inverted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my son kind of ruined Top Gun. But I do. I think the I think the uh, cinematography is great. Um, I love the soundtrack. Oh, dude. The sound. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Danger Zone. Danger uh, so, Zone. But yeah, I'll have to watch the new one. It's it's disappointing to hear that this Maverick guy has not changed and, and relies on nepotism to keep his post. Um. I guess I kind of get it though. Like I got in trouble a lot in the Navy, a lot, mostly for insubordination, but I always kind of got by cause I was really like technically proficient. See? I was good at training new. Oh yeah. Kind of, kind of true. Top fighter pilot, and, yeah. and I was, te and I was good at training new, new, new kids coming in getting them like super trained up. And I was really good at my job and technically proficient. So my chief like always went to bat for me cause I was legit. Right. I just had a problem with people who had a few more stripes on their shoulders or some asshole officers thinking they could tell me what, even though they're wrong, like you're, you're fucking wrong. No, you can't say I'm wrong. I got another stripe. You can have eight stripes. You could be the Pope. You're still fucking wrong. <laughs> so I'm always in trouble, but I did get away with a lot more than people who, who would have. Yeah. I got away with a lot more actually. So that here's a lesson kids. If you're going to do something, do your job, do your job well, be very good at it. Make yourself very, very good at your job and you'll get, you can get away with a lot more shit. Be good at what you do. Cause if you're a dirt, if you're a shit bird, you get in trouble, but you're not good at your job. There's no reason for them to keep you. Valuable lesson, kid. Life advice via Jamie Fenderson of the eighties, nineties uncensored. And I think <laughs> yeah, that's free advice too. Free advice from the old man. <laughs> Do your job well. Okay, let's end it here. And of course, let us know what you think of Top Gun, the new one or the old one, by reaching out to us on Twitter at the80sand90s.com. 
and uh, give us a review if you like the show on whatever platform you're listening to it. Check us out on the web at the80s90s.com. And with that, we are out of here like Goose, the man who punched out too soon. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Poor Goose. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, it's not, they try to like play it off like it's, oh, it's not Maverick's fault. Well, it was kind um, of Iceman's fault because if you think about it, Iceman was the one who didn't get out of the way uh, much soon when he should have. Well, I don't, th- according to this, it really wasn't anybody's fault. It's like some faulty equipment, right? Yep. Faulty design. So, but with, with his reputation, it's like, well, okay, faulty design, but with your reputation, we're going to scrutinize a lot more because you're such a maverick. Look, if you want to break the rules, I get it. I like breaking rules just as much as anyone else. If I think a rule is dumb, I'll break. I don't, I don't like that rule. Like at work, I'm known for that, right? Oh, that rule. But I break them because they're stupid and I explain why. That's a stupid rule. It's not that I want to be a maverick. It's just a dumb rule. It's making things slower and for no reason. I don't want to do that. Well, we we do that that this way. How I? Because that's how we do it. Well, you don't have any good reason to have that rule, so I don't have a good reason to follow it. But not, but that's why I break rules. Not because, oh, I'm a rebel and I break rules all the time just because I'm a rebel, even though they're good rules. Whatever, maverick, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, let's, uh, let's stop recording on that.